The Gulf Injustice Podcast, the official podcast of Detained in Dubai with Radha Stern. Welcome to the Gulf Injustice Podcast. I'm Radha Sterling, and today we're going to be talking about two economic students, James and Stanley, who have been detained in Dubai over a rental car scam. Now, for a summary of the case, let's listen to the BBC before we get on with the discussion. Telling us about every parent's worst nightmare, because the story of two students from Canterbury who've apparently paid around £12,000 but currently still not allowed to leave Dubai in a row over a damaged hire car. Stanley Kundishora and James Duawiafi went to the country over two months ago to celebrate their birthdays. And we have now Rada Sterling on the boss, who's the boss of Detained in Dubai, which is trying to support their efforts to come home. Good afternoon to you, Rada. Good afternoon. This is, I can't imagine how ghastly, as I say, for the families here and of course for the two boys themselves. Can you just tell us what happened, please? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the boys went out to Dubai on a short holiday, just a few days. They rented a car and had a small accident that uh, damaged the wheel. When they returned to the car, the agency demanded cash from them in excess of what the excess was. So they had insurance. But the agency said to them, if you don't pay, I know what's going to happen to you. Uh, I'm local, essentially, and um, you'll end up in jail if you don't pay and eat. Uh, so they, they paid the money that he asked for. Then he asked for some more and some more, and it amounted to a total of 12000 But then he asked for another 150,000 dirhams, which is the equivalent of £30,000. And he seemed to think that they were perhaps footballers or belonged to a football team, that they were, they were quite wealthy. I mean, they were travelling during coronavirus times, an economic crisis and renting um, a high-end Range Rover for a few days. So they appeared to be targets. And it seems to be uh, basically an extortion scam. And these are things that we deal with and have dealt with for the past decade. This is not really an isolated case. We have all sorts of incidences of false allegations levied against British nationals or tourists. Um, and they can, they can be rental car scams like this, or they can be false allegations of insulting behaviour, of the middle finger of swearing that didn't happen purely um, to extort money. And essentially, they go down to the police station, they open charges against the victim and tell them to pay money and they will drop the charges. So this is not isolated. It's a repeat occurrence. And most people in this situation, especially 20, 21-year-olds, are going to feel very intimidated, and so they should. Um, but if they can, they're going to pay these demands. They're going to hand over the £12,000 that they did. Possibly if they had 30000 they would have handed that over too. And therefore, these false allegations are very profitable to the locals who know how to manipulate the system. Incredible scary for them. I can't imagine that feeling of having to call your mum and dad at their age and say, we owe £12,000. Or the mum and dad's reaction at this end. I mean, it's just horrific on so many levels. What are you able, how are you able to pressure the authorities um, to, you know, make sure that they can come home? What are you able to do from here um, to present to the authorities that might make them rethink their decisions? 
Uh, what we're hoping is that for an incident like this, and, and the UAE does pump millions of pounds into marketing itself as a tourist destination to British nationals. So we've raised this case to the attention of Sheikh Mohammed, who has intervened in uh, the case of Jamie Harrion previously and a couple of other cases. So we hope that he sees the injustice of this and what these young people are going through, which is completely unfair and, as you say, highly stressful, not just for the, the boys, but also their families. The mother has been calling Stanley every night, crying over the phone, and they've been told that they're facing one to one and a half years in prison over the false allegation. Now, the, the allegation against them was that of assault, and the CCTV evidence that we've reviewed um, and that is available to the police, shows that there was no such assault. So it's a completely fake allegation. The evidence is in their favour. And we hope, therefore, that the Dubai authorities will see this as negative for the country overall and negative uh, for marketing the country to potential tourists in the future. The, on the other side, we need to lobby the British government to get involved and diplomatically try to resolve this with their counterparts in Dubai. Obviously, you've seen this before, Rada. You're very experienced in cases like this. How do they usually turn out? In cases where there is enough international attention, enough international spotlight in the media, um, they're the cases that are going to resolve much faster than a case that hasn't gone to press or hasn't had that government intervention or the support of the FCO. And they don't usually get that support until... Um, BBC, for example, covers it or, or that we can bring light, shed light to what is an injustice and then people start to care about it. Now, if they do, hopefully the boys will be home very quickly. But otherwise, they would absolutely be subject to a um, lengthy arrest, lengthy detention. They, they would be prosecuted and convicted without evidence and sentenced to months in prison. So is it that important that the international press actually cares about it? Because they're the only people, they're the only groups that make the UAE accountable for these injustices. Well, thank you so much for being able to come on to BBC Radio Kent this afternoon, Rada, and uh, explaining the situation to us. It is very concerning. Uh, Rada Sterling, they're the boss of Detained in Dubai, and we should mention... After investigating the case, Detained in Dubai's Rada Sterling live-streamed the breaking news on social media. It's on my terms. It's my country. I know how this will pan out. If you don't pay, you're going to jail. These are words that are ringing in the heads of two young uh, Southeast University students, economic students, and that is James and Stanley. James is uh, 21 years old and he's from Croydon and Stanley is from Bromley uh, and 20, 20 year old. Now these two universe economics students went to Dubai for uh, to celebrate their joint birthday actually. Um, they rented a car from the airport and drove off to enjoy their break. They intended to stay in Dubai for just uh, four or five days. Uh, unfortunately, they had a, a small accident with the car and a sign went under the wheel which caused some wheel damage. Now, when returning to the rental car agency, 
they were requested to pay a substantial amount of money and then that amount increased and increased and increased and they were told that they weren't going to be given back their passport which had accidentally been retained by the rental car agency until they paid these amounts which uh, came to a total of £12,000 which was well above the agreed excess amount which they paid immediately of 25,000 dirhams. So in total, they paid around about 65,000 dirhams to this rental agency, but they were consistently told that they would have to pay more. They would have to pay more and they would never get their passport back. Anyway, the uh, boys turned up at the rental agency expecting they'd finally met the demands and they expected that their passport would be returned. However, they were met with more demands, this time for 150,000 dirhams. So 30,000 pounds was expected to be paid just at the click of fingers with, you know, even though they'd agreed to an excess, they paid the excess, but they were told they wouldn't be able to leave the country and they would go to jail if they didn't pay this amount. Um, the uh, agency had left the passport on the counter and one of the boys, James, uh, reached for it and proceeded to exit the building. And three of the, the um the workers in the agency came behind him and grabbed him uh, in a, a neck hold, essentially, and the other one grabbed the arm of Stanley. Now, neither one of these boys really uh, did anything. Their, their hands weren't raised, nothing, but managed to struggle free and continue to exit the building. It was at this point that the agency reported them to the police for assault. And essentially, that was just a tactic to try and extort further further funds out of them. So at this point, they uh, were uh, a, a police case was opened against them and they were not able to leave the country. So they've been there since August 31st on these trumped up charges that CCTV proves are not true. The, C the CCTV in the office shows that they hadn't committed any assault. But in the UAE, the process is slow, the police uh, seemingly don't care, and these young boys have been kept in the country, staying in hotels for the past couple of months. The families have been extremely distressed, and uh, Stanley spoke to me and uh, told me about how his mother had been calling him, crying on a regular basis. Their families, um, both, both of their mothers actually, are care workers and nurses, I believe, community nurse. So they're really not on high wages, but the rental car agency had kept asking them, are you footballers? They assumed they were part of a football team and were hoping that they'd be quite wealthy. And perhaps with the economic pressures under the coronavirus uh, situation, they were even more aggressive with their extortion methods. And they were hoping that these boys would simply come up with this money and um, and that would compensate them for, for, I suppose, a downturn in tourism. Um, so anyway, they, um, they're still stuck there. There's nothing they can do. They can't pay the £30,000. Their parents are not rich and they're students themselves. So uh, what we have is a situation where Emiratis are continuing or the UAE is continuing to allow this kind of situation. And it is common. This is not the first one we've dealt with. We're talking uh, fabricated allegations of abuse, of swearing, of the middle finger, offensive behaviour, and in this rental car situation, which is not unusual. So these cases are opened with the police for the sheer purpose of extorting a settlement out of the victims. And most people in that situation are going to pay. I mean, when, when you're there on a holiday, three, four days, and you're suddenly faced with not being able to return to your home country and you're being threatened, you're, you're going to, if possible, 
part with your money just for your freedom and you don't know whether you're going to face years in prison. The boys hired a lawyer and the lawyer said himself that they could face one to one and a half years in prison if they don't pay the money. So we have a situation where that, that's really not an advertisement for the UAE as a destination for tourism while tourists are being preyed upon by locals who understand the system are willing to manipulate it and participate in what is legal abuse and essentially the corruption of the police force if they're not willing to protect tourists we've raised this case um, in, to, to the media and we've contacted Sheikh Mohammed who we um, hope will intervene in this case that is really sending a terrible message for the UAE. Now if people are willing to travel in coronavirus and pump money into the economy and they're met with this kind of treatment it's it's really not going to help them in the future, is it? So Stanley and James, their families are in great distress. We're hoping that the rental car agency will withdraw the charges. The boys have already paid well and above what they should have paid, and they've suffered for the past two months. They're staying in hotels now, funded by their uh, parents. One, you know, with one being a community nurse and the and the father working for the, you know, as a um, platform train operator. So we, we don't have people on high wages. They're not famous footballers and uh, they're being extorted and abused. And these are young boys. Um, Stanley has said that he would never go back to Dubai after this. It's just been extremely stressful. Uh, no one would expect it. His studies have suffered, but most importantly, his family has been abused throughout this period. They've lost a lot of money to this scam. And this is a scam that we've been seeing for the past 12 years. It's a scam that you know has gone to the media before. It's an ongoing issue that the UAE government is doing nothing really to stop. And while this kind of fake, fake you know, fake exploitative allegations exist and continue to uh, thrive and to, to benefit people, obviously the, the country is not fit for tourism. And I think that this kind of common scam needs to go into the FCO's travel warnings and tourist warnings for the country. Not just the UK, but obviously all of the other countries need to install this in their travel warnings. Legal campaigner Rada Sterling is supporting the students. I mean, this situation is absolutely appalling and it's commonplace. Now, this rental car agency has essentially extorted these young university students who were only supposed to be in Dubai for just a few days celebrating their birthday. How desperate are you to get back? Literally, I would do anything to get her. Like, this situation just made me like, understand how much I'm actually enjoy being home and I enjoy being at university and doing what I'm passionate about. I even regret coming so much. I'll do anything to go back home. Now I've heard word that unfortunately James and Stanley have actually been charged with assault. Now this is in spite of CCTV evidence that the police have reviewed and that we've released ourselves on the Detain in Dubai uh, YouTube channel. Now this CCTV clearly exonerates the boys of any wrongdoing. In fact, it was them who could be taking assault charges. Unfortunately, in Dubai, the um, allegations opened by the rental car agency are enough to take it all the way through to prosecution and all the way through to a potential conviction. Evidence is largely irrelevant in Dubai and it often comes down to who you know. 
uh, how important you are, your VIP status in the country, and racism is absolutely prevalent in the UAE. The CID, which is the Central Intelligence Department of the Police Force in Dubai, invited the boys down for a meeting, indicating that they would do everything they can to have the case dropped. But instead, they've been formally charged and they're appearing in court tomorrow. Now, the boys are extremely frightened that this court case tomorrow might actually lead to their investigation. Uh, of course, the families are nervous and they're uh, exploring whether to hire an advocate at the last minute. Uh, they, they had been given the impression by authorities and given the CCTV evidence proving their innocence, they had expected that they would be uh, released, they would be allowed to return to the UK before anything further escalated. Now, unfortunately, the police have decided to just allow this rental car agency to make whatever allegations they want and leave it up to the judge to decide who's right. Now, that's unacceptable in a situation where you have tourists entering the country and potentially being subject to false allegations that could leave them stuck in Dubai as hostages for several months. They're being deprived of education, their family, uh, they've spent quite large sums of money. They've they've given more money to the rental car agency than they should have. And now they're looking at what, are, what will be quite high legal fees simply to defend a false claim. And they're not going to be allowed compensation. And, and apparently they should be happy if they can just return back to normal and leave the country instead of facing um, imprisonment of one, and a, one to one and a half years. It's an absolute disgrace for Dubai authorities to formally charge James and Stanley when they're in possession and have seen CCTV evidence that fully exonerates the boys. They've been detained in Dubai now for several months and could easily have been allowed to travel home. This is a complete scam by the rental car agency and is being encouraged by the police through their willingness to prosecute these false allegations. It's cases like this that remind us that the UAE is not a safe country to visit, that tourists can be subject to false allegations and those allegations are sufficient for police to arrest, detain, charge, prosecute and ultimately jail foreign nationals. Now, although James and Stanley hope for a swift conclusion to their case, so far that hasn't come. They've had promises of the CID that they would resolve the situation promptly, but instead they've been formally charged with assault. Now they have a court case on the 4th of November at 10 a.m. where they hope for a swift conclusion to this matter and hope that the judge will order them to go home. But that's not usually the case. In cases, even where there's evidence of innocence, it's not uncommon for legal proceedings in Dubai to go on for lengthy periods of time. Complainants who take out allegations against foreign nationals are fully aware of this and use it as a tactic to extort from tourists. If the United Kingdom government is going to continue to allow Dubai to market itself to citizens as a tourist hotspot and a safe destination, a great destination for British tourists, we in turn need to demand those safeguards. Safeguards that protect people like James and Stanley against false allegations and against an abusive legal system that can go on for weeks, months, 
if not years, against people who are perfectly innocent where there is no evidence other than a third-party witness statement. During the filming of this podcast, we received some delightful news, which I've announced live on a Facebook broadcast. We've just received confirmation that uh, James and Stanley have been slapped with a 1,000 dirham fine each and have had their travel ban removed. So this is after um, having been stuck in Dubai for uh, over two months. They flew on the 31st of August, so they've, they've been there quite a while anticipating a potential prison sentence of in excess of a year. I think the important thing to note here is that they were actually convicted of assault. So yes, they only received a 1,000 dirham fine, and I believe that's because the international spotlight was on them and the media spotlight, they were on the BBC, and they were outspoken about their situation, otherwise they might have faced a more severe sentence. Uh, so a 1,000 dirham fine each, and um, uh, they're, they're leaving now, so they have the, they're booking the next flight actually, they said, so um, hopefully they'll be home in England soon. Um, but the important factor here is that they were actually convicted of a crime and that crime was assault. And this is in spite of the uh, CCTV evidence that clearly disproves the allegations coming from the rental car company. Now, the rental car company um, had demanded quite extortionate amounts of money despite having an insurance contract with the boys. Um, and when... They weren't paid. Well, some were paid, some demands were paid, and the boys had hoped that they would come home as a result of that. But the demands just became so high uh, that the boys simply couldn't afford it. And this is when assault charges uh, were levied against the boys. Now, these assault charges were based on the boys having taken a passport, their own passport, uh, James's passport, and exiting the building. Now, actually, the rental car agents grabbed them, um, but they didn't fight at all. And the CCTV evidence, which we've uh, put up on YouTube, clearly exonerates them of any wrongdoing on, the, on, on assault charges. And yet, they were still convicted. Now, Dubai does this a lot. Um, when there's a false allegation against someone, even where there's no evidence, if they want to close the situation, and in this case, they should never have prosecuted this case, having seen the CCTV footage, but they still prosecuted it. And that's just to put it through the courts, and the courts think that the fastest and easiest thing to do is simply to issue a fine and let them go. And they think that that closes the matter. But unfortunately, that's a terrible attitude because you're convicting people of criminal offences that they haven't committed. And in this case, okay, it's only a fine. But in other cases, especially where there's drugs involved, that can lead to people having a real problem in the future, traveling, having to disclose a drugs conviction. And this is just a totally unacceptable uh, practice of Dubai to just ram it through the courts, issue them with a fine and, and think that that's acceptable. It's not. If someone has not committed a crime, it shouldn't be prosecuted. If there's no evidence, it shouldn't be prosecuted. And if there's no evidence to secure a conviction other than the verbal allegation of, of someone who has made the complaint, then the court should not convict them either. They should be fully acquitted and allowed to return. So this practice is extremely unacceptable. And although the boys are coming home, they've spent an absolute fortune fighting off this extortion. 
They've spent a fortune fighting for their freedom and they've been stuck in a country for over two months that they had only expected to spend a few days in as tourists. So is this really a safe place for, for tourism? Is this a safe place for people to visit? We're seeing reports that the UAE is relaxing its laws, but is it increasing safeguards and protections for tourists? And at this point, they're not, because this kind of practice of convicting tourists without evidence is going to continue. Uh, so we'll hear from James and Stanley soon. They're extremely grateful for all of the support and they're just madly trying to book flights and we hope to hear their story uh, when they're safely back in England. But for now, the British government absolutely needs to do something to protect British citizens because the UAE's marketing that tourists are going to be protected, tourists are welcome, it's not being reflected in the judicial system. It's not being reflected in the uh, penal system or with the police enforcement. We're still seeing arbitrary detentions. We're still seeing false allegations without evidence being prosecuted through the courts. Until this changes, the UAE remains an unsafe place for visitors. We're absolutely delighted to have welcomed home James and Stanley today. They're safely back in the UK and have been reunited with their families. We only took on the case around two weeks ago, so it's very positive that we we're able to resolve it in such a short time. But steps need to be taken to ensure this doesn't happen again. Thank you for listening to the Gulf Injustice Podcast.